Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina and Andy Bernard. Alex and Catherine will be here too. We've got a ton of guests today, and we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Oh, by gosh, by golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. Tasty pheasants. Christmas presents, countryside's covered with snow. Where'd he cut that in his garage? I know, oh it sounded gosh, horrible. Where, where'd he cut that? We had his daughter on the Cakey Warren Show this morning. Merry greeting from relatives you don't know. What's then comes the what, where did he cut that? Oh my gosh, by golly. Oh my gosh, by golly. called Mistletoe and Holly. Whatever. Frank Sinatra being a wise guy. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. You know, he was notorious for not practicing or rehearsing. He would just get up on stage or in the studio and do it. Start belting it out. And then he would, you know, drive the producers and the bands and everybody else crazy. Apparently, it was recorded like, you know, it was a huge session with dozens of people there. So, I don't know. I guess... Yeah, I guess he was just not quite near the mic. So we have 6,000 new uh, sexual harassment allegations against Tavis Smiley. Morgan Spurlock said that he's been accused of rape. I don't even know uh, who. Some lawmaker killed himself after a woman's accusation. We got a whole bunch of new ones. I think we might be the only three guys left in the world that haven't. Oh, Russell Simmons, four women say that Russell Simmons raped them. 
Good God. Mm. Oh, oh, here we go. Leangelo Ball says it wasn't his choice to thank Trump. Could have a great time in Lithuania. Yeah, really. How about that? Have a great time making 500 bucks a month in Lithuania. I'm sure you'll do great. That whole family's insane. They are not clear thinking. You know what's interesting is making 500 bucks a month in Lithuania, they can't even afford their own shoes. All right. Yeah, that's exactly right. They can't afford their own. Who's buying those shoes? I mean, who's going to buy those? What's wrong with you? So the big guess on Omarosa. Why did Omarosa leave uh, the White House? Details of Omarosa Menigo Newman's exit from the White House are firming up, and it doesn't appear the break was as straightforward as Trump's administration claims, though the Secret Service has denied reports that agents escorted Omarosa from the building on Tuesday. Sources tell Daily Beast she caused a ruckus and was denied a visit with Trump before she left, appearing on Good Morning America on Thursday. Omarosa said such reports and others suggest Chief of Staff John Kelly limited her access to Trump, were the result of one person with a personal vendetta against her, but noting she had to be careful since her resignation is effective January 20th, Omarosa also said there were a lot of things I observed over the past year that I was uncomfortable with as an African-American. Mm-hmm. Is there one person that won't go with either sex or race or orientation or is it always the card you're going to go to every time? Well, it's people oh, yeah. believe it and it requires no evidence or effort. Well, the problem you have is people are, are going to begin to not care. if you. Everybody keeps doing it every time, and it's always about sex, race, or orientation. People are not going to care anymore. There's always going to be enough people to donate to their Patreon and I guess finance so. their life, despite the fact that they didn't, never did anything. That's oh, just really sad. It's the same thing with the first story we talked on just now. That LeVar Ball came out either today or yesterday saying that if he were white, he would not be as criticized or... You know, blasted for his father. You know, who's how- blasting him? Nobody even knows who you are, Leangelo. Yeah. That's what I love. Nobody even knows who you are. <laughs> Nobody wants you to play for their basketball team. What does that got to do with being black or white? Yeah. Give me a break. Once again, just burn it all the way to the ground. That's <laughs> just really brilliant. Keep saying it over and over and over and over and over again, and finally people are going to go, who cares? Mm-hmm. Really? That's the answer to everything. I know what your answer is. You don't even have to talk. I know your answer to everything. Right? I just can't believe that uh, Amoroso is making $180,000 a year of taxpayer money. Was she? For doing, I don't even know what. What do you we- mean? She was working like a dog. <laughs> A longtime friend says Omarosa only planned to work for a year as director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison. He notes she was also irked by Trump's endorsement of Roy Moore, per the Washington Post. Yeah, sure she was. Regardless of the reason, however, Omarosa's exit on the day that black voters helped catapult Democrat Doug Moore, or Doug Jones, excuse me, whatever the hell his name is, uh, to an upset victory in the Senate race in Alabama leaves Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson as the only black official among Trump's senior staffers and highlights the stark lack of diversity in Trump's administration and the GOP's diminishing appeal to minority communities. Uh, the Post reports, Omarosa may not be going far, though TMZ reports she hopes to find work as a lobbyist, undersecretary, local liaison for Trump's administration in Florida, or as U.S. Ambassador to Nigeria. What the hell? <laughs> Mm. Uh, you can't take much more, can you? No. So she still wants to work for Trump, even though she doesn't like Trump anymore. Is that what she's trying to say? 
Really don't know. The stark lack of diversity in Trump's administration. Yeah, he's going to hire you after you make comments like that. Yeah, maybe it's because Ben Carson is the only person who hasn't played their race card. Well, it might be. Who knows? But again, it's it's not just it's it's sex, it's orientation, it's race, it's however I'm different from you is why you're mean to me. Yeah, how about this? Shut up. How about that? Is that clear enough? And that's to everybody. I don't care what your skin color is, what your orientation is, what your sex is. Shut up. Because you ruin it for people who really do suffer from those things. Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem. Some people really do get picked on for those things. And you throwing it out there every five seconds is taking some of the steam off it. It's taking some of the meaning away from it. So what are you doing? Well, there have been so many fake hate crimes just over the past couple of years. There have been, yeah. That when news of a hate crime comes out, a lot of people just assume it's fake. and they're They do now, yeah. Often right. It's really too bad that that happened. It's really too bad it happened. It's a mammoth deal and one that could have huge repercussions in the entertainment and media worlds. Disney is buying a large part of the Murdoch family's 21st Century Fox in a $52.4 billion deal. Why did they ever sell a radio division? Would you explain it to me? God, if I still worked for Disney, working for Disney in the radio division, ABC Disney, was a dream come true. They were phenomenal to work for. Oh, it's just painful. I said painful. So that, they don't do, like, even Radio Disney or anything anymore? I think they still do Radio Disney on some small AMs. That's about it. They do. Radio Disney. Uh, yeah, they still do have Radio Disney, but it's all on AM, isn't it? Well, which, you know, it's fine. It's, it, it's talk stuff, so it would make sense it's on AM radio. That makes complete sense to me. Well, apparently AM now has something called HD radio. Yeah, they do, right. Whatever HD radio. That, well, it's AM, FM, and then HD radio, which is a good thing. What? Well, apparently AM radio stations can transmit HD radio they can, somehow, yeah. which makes it higher quality. But, I mean, if it's an AM antenna, then why didn't they just do this to begin with? Indeed. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they, did, why they probably didn't, didn't have the technology. Oh, is AM analog? I think that's why. Yeah, it is. Yeah, HD radio is digital. Yep. So they just modify it to a, a digital signal. Indeed. Mm. It stands for amplitude modulation. Yep. Ah! What do you think of that action? Uh, Joe from Louisville sends us the message. A city council member down here was accused of sexual assault with a minor. He denied it, refused to resign, and then shot himself in the head last night. Oh, is that uh That's that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, Kentucky. There you go. That's yeah, the guy right there. A state lawmaker in Kentucky under investigation for allegedly molesting a teenager posted a farewell message on Facebook and shot himself Wednesday night. Police say Representative Dan Johnson, I really liked him in uh, Miami Heat or whatever that was called, uh, died in what uh, the coroner says was a probable suicide. Yeah, I imagine if you send a Facebook posting saying, hey, goodbye, everyone, and then shoot yourself in the head. Uh, He posted that the accusations were false and only God knows the truth. Uh, Police, who were contacted after the message was posted, say Johnson shot himself on a bridge in Bullitt County. Bullitt County? Really? You shot yourself in Bullitt County? He drove to Bullitt County just to make it extra ironic. That is just south of Louisville, apparently. On Monday, the Kentucky Center for Investigative Reporting published an investigation that included a 21-year-old woman's allegation that Johnson, a married pastor, sexually assaulted her at a party in his church on New Year's Eve 2012 when she was only 17 years old. Well, if she's lying, she... uh... 
gets to live with that for the rest of her life. Well, I don't think you're going to kill yourself if you didn't do it. I don't know. I, uh, there's a, I mean, people's lives can be ruined just based on one sentence. Oh, there's no doubt about spoke. that. So, I mean, you know. There are going to be people in the end, because there are about 10 more cases today that have been, uh, been brought forward. There are going to be people who are 100% innocent that are going to get run right over by this steamroller. It's too bad, but it is going to happen. I have a feeling it's already happened. It might have already happened. You might be right about that. Uh, In any case, Johnson refused to step down Tuesday despite calls for his resignation from both Republican and Democratic leaders. The Louisville Courier-Journal reports the 47-year-old said he had compassion for his accuser and was sorrowful that she's in this dark place in her life. In his Facebook post, he said he loved God, his wife, his parents, and his five children, spoke of having had PTSD since the 9-11 attacks. His loved ones should blame no person. Satan is the accuser, so blame the devil himself. Okay, I want you to settle down there, Buster. Should dial it back a little. Uh, Kentucky Governor Mark Bevan tweeted his condolences to Johnson's family. These are heavy days in Frankfurt and in America, he wrote. May God indeed shed his grace on us all. We sure need it. It's a sad story right there. I don't know if he did it. He didn't didn't do it. Whatever, he killed himself. It just, I don't know, man. I guess we'll keep an eye on it all. We'll see what the deal is. This Harvey Weinstein sure did open up a open up an ass whooping for everybody. It just amazes me, though, that the one place that loves to preach to us and tell us how to live our lives and we're doing everything wrong and they're the only ones that know anything would be Hollywood, where most of these pukes live. Mm-hmm. It's in Hollywood. It's in politics. I mean, it's sad. Now that Morgan Spurlock, Mr. Uh, what was that called again? I got fat as hell on McDonald's, or what was that movie called? Oh, that's the uh, Super Size Me guy? Yeah, Super Size Me. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's well, you did. know, the entire thing is a total lie, so I mean. Oh, that's a thing with McDonald's? Well, supersize me as a whole. Um, was a lie. He ate like six thousand or eight thousand calories a day, which what? he didn't know. He didn't mention, and yeah. then he got fat. Gee, I wonder why. Wonder why he got fat eating eight thousand calories a day. Yeah, it was not a good experiment. All he did was uh, manipulate the numbers, and people believed him because well, they believe whatever they want to believe. Well, he's admitting now that he's a born liar, and he's always been a liar. Good. If I'm going to tru- truly represent myself as someone who has built a career on finding the truth, built a career on finding the yeah, truth, you scumbag. First of all, anybody who says they built their career on finding the truth is a liar. Just read it. I, my whole life has been dedicated to telling the truth. I would tell you immediately you're a liar. Flat out. Nobody barks that loudly unless there's something wrong. Yeah. And here know? we go. 5,000 calories per day. For uh, 30 days. Uh-huh. So basically he ate twice as much as he was supposed to eat. Nine Big Macs a day. Over nine Big Macs a day. So he ate nine Big Macs a day and said that was just a regular three meal at McDonald's day. Well, the thing is he never said that he wasn't eating that much. Basically all he did was said, I'm eating McDonald's and now I'm, you know, unhealthy and fat. Yeah, but why didn't McDonald's sue him into oblivion? They really should have because it's, yeah. I like McDonald's. You eat McDonald's, you'll be fine. Yeah, because, yeah, he uh, he really did um, make people believe something that was absolutely not true. Well, there you go. 
Uh, if I'm going to truly represent myself as someone who has built a career on finding the truth, then it's time for me to be truthful as well, writes documentary filmmaker Morgan Spurlock alongside what TMZ calls a shocking list of confessions. In a Twitter post Wednesday titled, I am part of the problem, the 47-year-old Super Size Me director admits to sexual misconduct from his past, including a college accusation of rape. Spurlock says he and a woman got drunk and naked. She didn't want to have sex, so we laid together and talked and kissed and laughed, and then we started having sex, he writes. When she began to cry, Spurlock says he stopped and comforted her. I believe she was feeling better. She believed she was raped. More recently, Spurlock says he paid off a female assistant whom he called hot pants or sex pants. At the, Why are these guys all so damn ugly? I mean, that's the other thing. All these guys with the hot pants and the sex pants and the blah, blah, they're all homely as hell. What, can, what is that all about? You can get a payday just because someone called you hot pants? I guess. That sounds like a pretty nice life to me. At the time, eight years ago, Spurlock says he thought the verbal harassment was funny. Later, I realized they had completely demeaned and belittled her to a place of non-existence. Come on! Yeah, this guy's really obnoxious. He's really mentally ill is what his problem is. When the woman quit, Spurlock says she asked for a settlement to keep quiet, which he paid so I could remain who I was. In light of a wave of sexual misconduct allegations in Hollywood, Spurlock, who also admits cheating on every wife and girlfriend I have ever had, oh my God. wondered, when will they come for me? What a great guy. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock, puke of the century. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. H&B Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in. We'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, Check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price, guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. You're all I want for Christmas. This Morgan Spurlock singing to a Big Mac. <laughs> all I want, all I want, my whole life through. It's your buddy, uh, Shoplifting Al. Oh, it's Al Martino? Yeah. Shoplifting Al Martino. Al's dead now, unfortunately. What are you going to do? He's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Um, love that. Did you do it? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I did it, but, you know. <laughs> hey, what'd you steal? Socks and underwear? Okay. Well, that's good, Al. When you're an artist, it's considered customary to sign your work. When you're a surgeon, it's considered bizarre and illegal. Renowned British surgeon Simon Bramall, 
who branded his initials on the livers of at least two transplant patients in 2013, pleaded guilty to assault on Wednesday. I still don't understand. How is that assault? It's not Well, it's not assault, but they don't really have a law against that specific thing, so yeah. they have to call it something. But you can't charge a person with assault. I mean, it's a jackass thing to do. There's no doubt about it, but it's not assault. I'd say, if anything, it was medical malpractice. Yeah, there you go. How did they figure out that he did it? Because uh, the woman, one of the people had another oh. operation and another doctor saw his initials on the oh. liver. Oh, okay. Nice. Hmm. Uh, in any case, the liver, spleen, and pancreas surgeon used an argon beam, normally used to stop livers from bleeding or to sketch out areas to be operated on to brand SB on the patient's organs. Such marks usually disappear on their own, but Bramhall's handiwork was discovered when a colleague operated on a patient whose liver had failed to heal normally. Bramhall was suspended from Birmingham's Queen Elizabeth Hospital and resigned after a disciplinary hearing in 2014. At Wednesday's hearing, prosecutor Tony Badenoch said the highly complex and unusual case was without legal precedent in criminal law. He added that the branding of initials required some skill and concentration and was carried out in the presence of colleagues. The prosecutor said the guilty plea shows Bramhall accepts what he did to unconscious patients was not just ethically wrong, but criminally wrong. I don't know that it's criminally wrong because there's no precedent. Yeah, right? well, yeah, technically. Technically, there's no precedent, so I don't know how it could be criminally wrong. But apparently they think it is. Bram Hall will be sentenced next month. NPR notes that uh, they don't have anybody working there anymore because of sexual allegations. No, that's not what it says. It says NPR notes that while the case was apparently without precedent in Britain, there have been similar incidents in the U.S., including a 2010 case in which a California gynecologist was sued for branding a patient's name on a uterus he had removed. Well, if it's removed, it's then... It's removed, then it's to be tossed, isn't it? Suing for branding his patient's uterus with her name after removing it. Okay, yeah, this is a non-thing. It is a non-thing. Yeah, once your uh, once an organ is removed, it's uh, not really uh, it's part trash, of you anymore. Isn't, yeah, isn't it trash, isn't it? Yeah, they just uh, throw it along with the other bio waste. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying what they did was right. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I just don't know that it's now. Give them the chair. Why don't you settle down? Why don't you dial it back? You know, England is getting. As bad as America is with the whole, you know, panic over everything, England is even worse. Oh, yeah. The United States is now panicking over every little thing. It's mm-hmm. just everybody's so touchy. Well, again, it's the confusion of the words uncomfortable and unsafe. As soon as they started blurring those lines, we were screwed. You were not unsafe. You're uncomfortable. You know, I was sitting on the couch and I was really unsafe. I know. No, it was it's uncomfortable. It's a whole different thing. Calm down. Well, that's what we get for... Uh Making the victim a desirable position. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen anything like this, Catherine Verhusen tells the Des Moines Register. No words, no words. Verhusen and her husband were driving Sunday in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, when they saw a herd of deer, one buck and three does, on a bridge over U.S. Highway 30, where they hold an I hate Trump signs up. Is that what it was? Was that Cedar Rapids known for that? I don't know. It's just... That's what everybody's doing now. So, mm. Verhusen says the deer seemed panicked. Suddenly, the buck ran to the opposite uh, side of the bridge and jumped, falling 20 to 30 feet to the highway below. The three does quickly followed, leaping off the bridge to their deaths. It was pretty quick. I didn't even get to my phone in time. In time for what? <laughs> Say, listen, you deer. Yeah, really. I'm going to call the deer and tell them not to do it. What is it? 
Did she think calling the authorities would have helped? Maybe she meant to video them. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You might be right about that. Uh, In any case, I was more busy watching them, says deer hunter Denny Beneshek, who also saw the incident. I seen this rack and thought, that's a nice buck. It does sound like Iowa. Well, he's seen it, so that's good. Uh, Veer Husen posted video and photos of the incident to Facebook, calling it horrifying. Her post has since gone viral, being shared more than 300,000 times. Ron Lane, conservation officer with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, says the deer may have been pushed by hunters into an unfamiliar area and freaked out. The bridge there is brand new, Lane tells the register. I'm guessing the deer aren't used to that with all of the construction going on. It sounds like they were just trying to run across and didn't know where to go. Deer are just very dumb. That's Not the, really the all there is. Well, they run in front of cars. They'll wait until a car is right by them. Then they'll try to run across. That is true. That's how stupid deer are. So uh, we can't really expect them to understand how a bridge works. You know what I like about this? Conservation officer first had to posit that uh, I think a, a hunter may have chased them out there. No. They wandered out into the bridge. Yeah. It was unfamiliar to them, so they panicked. Yeah, you, where you live, sometimes deer wander out into the middle of the roads and oh, there's definitely the no one hunting anywhere near your house no they wander in the, into the road all the time yeah and yeah uh, once when mom and i were walking Cassie, i think uh we saw a little um a fawn just kind of laying there because uh i guess somehow it had either gotten lost or it followed its mom out into the street and then the mom ran away so it just laid there waiting for its mom to come back uh-oh yeah, so um, deer are stupid. It just kind of works out that it works out that way. Yeah. Would you bring up the Lindsey Vaughn story? I do want to see what the backlash is because I know she had to run her mouth about Trump because that's what everybody does now. Why give her attention? Well, because I think she got her ass handed to her, which I think is a good thing. What I, did she say to begin with? You mean how far back? Oh, she said, "I am representing in the Olympics. I'm representing the United States, but not President Trump." Oh, my God. Well, that's impossible to do, sister, because if you're on the U.S. Olympic team, you're representing the United States and the president, whether you wish to or not. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. But, oh, I do want to mention one thing. You know, we're on WBHR in St. Cloud, have been for several months. We're on KVBR in Brainerd, and we've added a new station in Duluth. KDAL in Duluth is our latest affiliate. Looking forward to that. We start on January 2nd, but we'll talk a lot more about that as it goes. We... Uh, we ran up to Duluth a couple of weeks ago, had a great time up there, staying at a cabin up in Two Harbors and going into Duluth for Bentleyville and talking to KDAL about uh, about picking up the show. And it will begin on January 2nd from 5 to 8 p.m. So we're looking forward to that as well. And doing It's on KDAL AM and FM up in Duluth. It was weird being in a city and not hearing any gunshots. <laughs> That's true. It's not like being in Minneapolis or St. Paul. You didn't hear any gunshots at all. I looked up the... Um the crime statistics and god that duluth gets like maybe a seventh the crime of minneapolis yeah it's uh, yeah how many people live in duluth there's clearly a problem a lot more than i thought oh yeah there's a lot of people living in duluth now there's like clearly the a problem in minneapolis right now yeah you, because they won't do anything about it oh it's only eighty-six thousand. no way oh that's the city proper i guess you know, you got Duluth, Superior, you got all all the other stuff as well. Because I could, yeah, there we go, Duluth metropolitan area or whatever, two hundred eighty thousand. 
Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, it's a pretty decent-sized area. Indeed. <laughs> but we're very, very happy to be joining uh, KDAL in Duluth starting on January 2nd, KDAL AM and FM at 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. every every afternoon and evening. Looking forward to it. We bump up against the twins sometimes, but, you know, mm. it'll all work out. You know what the uh, iron ore that they mine in Duluth is called? Taconite? Yeah, but taco night? Yeah, it is taco night. Yeah. It, is, it is spelled exactly like taco night. Mm, taco night. Taconite. Olympic hopeful Lindsey Vaughn is learning the downside of talking politics on national television. USA Today reports Vaughn has, been, uh, has seen an outpouring of both support and criticism following an interview where she said she wouldn't be skiing for Trump should she make the 2018 Winter Olympics team. Well, I hope to represent the people of the United States, not the president. She told, no, she said not Trump. See, even if you, like, hate the president so much, making it so you have to, uh, like, specifically call out someone that you're not representing is... Right. It's like, okay, so you're representing Trump, not not Trump, but... So you're representing, what, Ariel Castro? That's okay. Unabomber? You're representing him? Uh, Bill Clinton? Yeah, you're representing all the uh, the various mass murderers? Because yeah, you didn't call them out specifically. I know. It's so stupid. Oh, she's not the brightest bulb in the world. Uh, first of all, I don't know if she's even going to make the team. Oh, she's not even... Oh. She hasn't even made the team yet. Well, then why does she's anyone running care? Her mouth. Because that's what... You know, she dated Tiger Woods for a while just oh, to draw attention to herself. And I see. She's one of those... But yeah, on the it, other side, Trump's got to stop running his mouth because I he understand. just he adds to it. I mean, I know. Well, he likes that whole, like you know, making an enemy out of people like this. Though, he likes it when they say something about him, and then he says something about them. And then, very true. Yeah, he likes the bickering. Absolutely true. Hundred percent true. As a matter of fact. I hope to represent the people of the United States, not the president, she told CNN Sunday in Switzerland, where she was competing in the World Cup during the competition. Oh, there it is. Vaughn later sustained a back injury because she gets hurt all the time. Uh, that forced her to withdraw from later events. She's, she's from Burnsville, isn't she? Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she used Burnsville. to start uh, training on Buck Hill, I think. On Buck Hill, yeah. I yep. think that's where she started her training. Hmm. I just wish she'd ski and shut up. That's what I wish. See, I have a job where I'm supposed to talk. I don't ski. You ski, I'll talk. How about that? She's only 33. How old's Trump? I mean, Trump. Trump. Tiger, Tiger Woods. 38, I think. That's it? Oh, no, no, he's, he's, no, he's, he's, he's always, 40. Yeah, now, he's 42. He is, he's 41. Oh, 41. He'll be 42 in 16 days. Christmas Day? 30th. Well, I thought he was born on Christmas Day for some reason. Oh, that's Kostaki. Yeah, Kostaki <laughs> was born on Christmas Day. That's right. 33 and 42, it's not too bad, I guess. Well, Mom, I'm eight years older than Mom. Yeah. But they're not together anymore anyway, because no. that was never going to last. There's too much attention on one person. Plus, we had to see them all be. naked. Yeah, that Thanks was great. Kristen Burt. Yeah, thank you, oh, Kristen. Yeah. Way to go, my friend. I did not participate. I hope her back injury is not too severe. It forced her to withdraw from later events. She spoke out about her injury on social media, where she was met with a flurry of responses that prompted her to clarify her stance on Trump. The point I was trying to articulate is that uh, all Olympic athletes represent their nation as a whole and are not representatives of the government or any specific political figure or party. Well, then you should have said that. Well, why didn't you say that, then? I Vaughn, think that's kind of like a given, though. You're not representing every single person in your country. Right, exactly. No one ever thought that was the case. Vaughn wrote to her 1.1 million Instagram followers, adding that athletes don't work tirelessly for years on end to compete in the Olympics on behalf of Democrats or Republicans. Well, why'd you take a specific shot at Trump, then? Yeah, 
Eh. Look, I'm no huge fan of Trump's. So that's not what I'm saying at all. I just think... Just shut the hell up about Trump? Here's the problem that I got. They will just bury Trump, which, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, and then praise Bill Clinton, who was one of the biggest scumbags in the history of America. So I'm not a fan of either one of them. They're both extremists, he on one side and, and Clinton on the other. But if, if people don't think what we went through with that whole Clinton thing didn't kind of kick off this whole sexual harassment deal, it's been going on, I know, for 100 years. But we kind of... I, I say we only because I'm American. It's like, oh, you did? Oh, really? There's uh, actual physical evidence on the women's dresses, but we didn't do anything about it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't ever want to talk about that part of it. And again, I'm not defending Trump at all, but he is the president of the United States. I was polite to uh, President Obama, you know, after some of the things that he said. I was like, oh, God. And now they're talking about Michelle Obama should be our next president. Nope. Okay. The point I was trying to articulate is that blah, 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 blah. Uh, Vaughn said her comments opened her eyes to how divided we are right now. How did you not know how divided we are right now? I mean, we've never been more divided in my Hmm. lifetime. You think? Well, if she didn't know that until just now, then maybe she isn't the smartest person on earth. I don't think she's all that bright. I will tell you that. She doesn't appear to be all that bright. It is hurtful to read comments where people are hoping I break my neck. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Or that God is punishing me for being anti-Trump. <laughs> that's just the Internet. Yeah, that's just the Internet, Lindsay. Uh-huh. Everybody gets that, not just you. Yeah, don't uh, read Internet comments ever. Vaughn's viral posts continue to generate both positive and negative feedback with over 53,000 likes and 1,500 comments at the time of his posting. So, uh, yeah, I just wouldn't make statements like that. Hey, I'm here to represent the people of America. That's good. Right there. We can stop right there. Uh, I don't care if it's President Obama, President Trump, President Kennedy, or President Eisenhower. I don't care. Just leave it out. Right? Mm-hmm. We will be right back. M. William Phelps, our special guest next, Tom Bernard Show. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at mypillow.com, keyword KQRS or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Grandma got run over by reindeer. You're doing that on purpose. Walking home from our oh, we have the deer story. Oh, 
That's true. We had the deer story. That's true. Just had a vote on our least favorite Christmas songs, and this one came up. And so (laughs) Melina, of course, has to poke the bear. Way to go, my friend. (laughs) I wonder how closely reindeer are related to standard deer. Thank you very much. Uh, M. William Phelps, our special guest. How are you doing? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Call me Matthew. Matthew would be good. M. William Phelps, I like, though. Sounds very high tone. Authorly. Does, doesn't it, Tom? I have a question for you, Matthew. Sure. You pronounce Shoot. it bo- bogeyman or boogeyman? I would say boogeyman. Yeah, that's what everybody says, boogeyman. Boogeyman so, is the, like, British version. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's only the Brits say bogeyman. Pretty much. Author of Bogeyman and No Stone Unturned, targeted a deputy, her love affairs, a brutal murder. Uh, I want to hear all about this. Uh, this stuff amazes me. Uh, why people make the decisions they make, I will never understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it fascinating every single day of my life writing about it, uh, which kind of keeps me motivated. Um, in this case here, you know, what, what struck me right away in this case, uh, in the targeted case, is that you have a deputy, you have her boyfriend, he's murdered, she's accused of it. Um, she claims she was framed. Uh, um, and I speak to the victim's mother, okay? Mm-hmm. And the victim's mother believes her, believes that she was framed. Really? Yeah, and that was the first time I ever run into that situation writing a book. I just found that utterly fascinating that the victim's mother sided with the murderer in this case. I have to read this. When her missing boyfriend is found murdered, his body encased in cement inside a watering trough and dumped in a cattle field, a local sheriff's deputy is arrested and charged with his murder. But as New York Times bestselling author, investigative journalist M. William Phelps, Matthew, digs in, the truth leads to questions about her guilt. Your, this, this is your first full-length original true crime book for Wild Blue Press, correct? Yeah, I, I've published 35 others w- w- with, other pub- with other publishers. But, That's yeah. wonderful. 35 books, and because you sound like you're about 25 years old, so you must be a prolific writer. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. I'm hardly 25, but I think <laughs> I think like I am, Tom. <laughs> well, that's good. That's enough. Yeah, no question about it. As long as you think like you're 25, you'll be in good shape. That's right. So, okay, so you talk to mom, and mom goes, yep, she was absolutely framed. The mother of the victim says she was absolutely framed. Yeah, and so I start to interview the murderer, uh, uh, Tracy Fortson. I start to interview the convicted murderer. Two trials, all her appeals done, and she claims I was framed. I was framed by the sheriff. I was framed by all my colleagues. Um, And then I start to dig in, and I start to look at it, and... It's one of those cases where all the evidence points towards her. Um, there is every duck lines up in a row, and it's quacking her name, Tom. And some people would use that to say, well, she's got to be framed. No one can be that stupid. Wow. But me, me, I look at things, and generally when they are what they are, they are what they are. Right. You know, it's really not that difficult sometimes. You know, it really... People don't make a lot of good choices when they murder somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would imagine when people do murder, they're in kind of a panic, so they don't make really good choices, I would think. Well, in in this case in particular, you can see just by looking at the autopsy and the photos that the person who committed this was in a blind rage. So that, to me, says a couple of things. 
it says personal, and it says anger. You know, we got in a fight, something happened, and it just it just screams of somebody knowing the victim. I mean, yeah. you know, generally speaking, eighty percent of murders committed, uh, the, the people know each other. Uh, there's oh, not too many murders committed where people don't know each other. I did not know it was eighty percent. I didn't know it was that. High. I knew it was high, but not that high. Yeah, it's way, way up there. It might even be higher now. I don't know. I'd have to check lately, but yeah. Yeah, I have never had the desire to murder anyone. There have been some people that really angered me, and, you know, you kind of once in a while uh, say, uh, you know, I'd like to take them deep. But you're never serious about it to be to be that angry at someone to murder them. Well, that's a good point you actually make in a humorous way. I mean... I mean, generally speaking, the person, uh, normal person, if you will, doesn't think that way. So me, as a, as a murder expert, as a, as a true crime guy, I have to look into the person's background to see, well, okay, is there a precedent? Is there, is there some sort of indication that this person could have committed this murder? Because generally people don't wake up when they're 35 or 36 and say, well, you know, I'm going to become a murderer today, and they commit a murder. Right. You know, uh, there's there's definitely indications down the road uh, in the past of something leading up to this. You know, Matthew, one thing you're going to have to work on as far as uh, your television appearances, there are only 900 channels, so you're about to run out. Yeah, that's about true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we had a question from the chat, actually. Okay, excellent. Uh, someone wants to know if... Um, any of the research on dark minds uh, led to a case being solved? Um, okay, so uh, Dark Minds, for your listeners, it w- was my uh, television show. I had three seasons on Investigation Discovery where I went out and I looked at unsolved serial killer cases, and I provided the expertise of myself, a forensic psychologist, and a serial killer in prison who kind of gave a play-by-play of what our guy we're looking for might be thinking. And I looked at uh, altogether 21, 22 unsolved serial killer cases in the United States and Canada. And uh, no, no, to to answer that specific question, no. But but what the show did do was rejuvenate every single one of those cases. Every single one of those cases I looked into, save for about three, was collecting dust and ice. Mm -hmm. And out of those 22 cases, three of those cases, I was able to get a task force uh, put together, uh, uh, which is now uh, deeply involved with investigating those three cases, and a few of those are close. Uh, Cold cases are not like they are on television. (laughs) They don't get solved like, like, you know, we only see the uh, in, in the news, we only see the end result. We see the, the victories. We don't see the losses. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, confusing. Cold cases are very, very hard to solve because you've run out of leads. So you have to have leads come to you. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's like JonBenet Ramsey. It took how long to find out what happened to her? And that was like a national major thing. Yeah. I mean, in that case, you could argue it's still you know, uh, unsolved. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I've seen cases that go unsolved and are solved 50 years later with a guy getting pulled over for a speeding ticket and running his prints and bingo, there's your murder. That is amazing. So you get pulled over, they run your prints and that is, that's amazing. Yeah. Look up the ghosts of El Segundo. That's an incredible case. I think it's 48 years it took and the guy got pulled over for speeding or going through a stop sign and, uh, they ran his prints, and he's like, yep, 
that was me who did that. I killed two cops back in El Segundo 48 God. years ago. That is unbelievable. Well, there's uh, no statute of limitations on murder, so... That's right. Too bad for you. So now this... Right. This... She was a deputy, right? Deputy. A in deputy. Georgia. Colbert, Georgia. Colbert, Georgia. Now, in the title, Her Love Affairs, what's that, what's that all about? Well, what I... You know, when, when the premise... When the impetus for the murder is, uh, in a, you know, is uh, love, uh, so they break up, and the, the motivation here is he wanted nothing to do with her. They broke up. It was a nasty breakup, and if 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 I can't have you, nobody will. So it was one of those deals. So again, I always look for a precedent. So I have to go back into old affairs of that person and start to look. Were there any troubles before that might have said, uh oh? And sure enough, you know, uh, her love affairs were very tumultuous a lot of times. Uh, they, they, you know, I got reports of her going after one guy with a pipe or trying to burn down another guy's trailer after a breakup. Uh, I got reports of, of her and this guy, Doug Benton, the guy who was murdered, you know, uh, holding guns to each other's head and fighting. And is that, so, you know, those aren't normal behaviors in relationships, Tom. No, I, I'm hoping they're not anyway. So uh, what is the whole, I mean, I, the psychology behind encasing someone in cement, what was that all about? That's interesting. Um, I don't know if there's any psychology behind it other than the fact that she wanted to hide the body. So mm-hmm. how do I hide this body? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, if you saw where the body... Excuse me. <laughs> a little sick here, but I understand. This so if you saw where the body was was put, uh, encased in that ho- in that cattle trough and, in cement, way back in the woods, you might get a bun- better understanding of why she chose to put it in cement. I mean, the idea behind that was, you know, no one will smell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't have to bury it. Uh, you know, what she did was dump it out of her truck. Uh, uh, this is what the what the what the jury believed was. She pulled that trough out of her truck, dumped it on the ground. It kind of sunk in the ground a little bit because it was so heavy. Oh, yeah. Then she covered that with topsoil. And, and, and so, and this land here where she dumped it, she knew this land. She hunted on this land. And the oh. spot where she put it was very secluded. So I, how did one woman get all this done? I've got to believe a body encased in, 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 in cement is not exactly light. Well, that's one of the questions that always comes up in this case, and mm-hmm. that's one of the arguments she makes. How did I do it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's when you look at the facts, you know, it, 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 the facts speak to how she could have done it. And he, what we have is we have the boyfriend lying on the couch uh, in his boxers. He's lying on the couch sleeping. He's shot in the top of the head. Ooh. So someone comes up, comes in the house, shoots him in the top of the head, and then he's stabbed so many times in the stomach. Uh, and, and the legs, and one could argue the groin. That okay. certainly sounds um, personally motivated. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Are they? And so- then, oh, so then he's wrapped in shower curtains, plastic shower curtains. Okay. So, and then you look at the back of his trailer, and you see tire marks from a truck. Tracy owns a truck that come up to the back of the porch, and had kind of crushed a little bit of the trees or the bushes in front of the porch. So my guess is she rolled them from the couch onto the shower curtains, dragged those shower curtains out uh, onto the uh, deck. There's the cattle trough. Rolled them in the cattle trough. Mm. 
into the truck. It, it was obvious the cement was poured in the back of her truck because there were splatters and okay. there was cement dust. In fact, the hose at his house was kind of left trickling, so the hose was used. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you look at it that way, it begins to make a little bit of sense that this woman, who was a power lifter, let's put that out there, she was a power lifter. She, she lifted dead weight, heavy weights as a hobby, I mean, with Doug. He was, a, he was an amateur bodybuilder, but she was, she was tough. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine to do that job she'd have to be. Right, right, right. Yeah, I have to ask you a question. Have I ever interviewed you before? About you might the, have. I think about the happy, happy Face Killer. Yeah, I wrote a book about uh, Happy Face. Uh, yeah, I think I've interviewed you before on, on my. I also do a morning show with the, along this afternoon show, and I think I interviewed you on the morning show about the Happy Face Killer one time. That was a fascinating project too. But I suppose with thirty-five books, you got a lot of fascinating uh, stories. Yeah, that's dangerous ground. Uh, happy Face Killer it was my anonymous serial killer on Dark Minds, and I I wrote a book to kind of uh, kind of out him and announce who he was um, and my personal relationship and how I kind of emotional breakdown throughout right. the process. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I remember that. That was a fascinating story. Yeah. So um, has she been prosecuted? Has, I, I assume that's the case. Yeah, she, was, uh, she lost her first trial. She was found guilty. She got an appeal based on some, you know, lawyer stuff. Uh, got a second trial. She lost that trial, was found guilty, and then she subsequently went through the appeal process, and all her appeals have been denied. Um, in this book, I approach it a little bit differently, where I become part of the story and the fact that I interview her for like a year, mm-hmm. and I kind of push back on her hard, and we get into arguments, and you know, because I don't, you know, I don't want to turn her away and say, okay, you you weren't framed, but I want proof. I don't, I don't need opinion. I, I need, I need proof when someone says I was framed. You know, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. No, targeted you know. a deputy. Her love affair is a brutal murder. Emma William Phelps, Matthew, as we know him around here. Uh, yeah, keep him coming, uh, Matthew, because I, I, yeah, I, I love interviewing you. You just get right to the, uh, the crux of the matter, and it, you, you cover stories very, very well. Well, thirty-five books. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're not going to keep up. You know, the last one wasn't that great, so we're not going to do any more. Yeah. So. Uh, Excellent job. A fantastic and fascinating story. We appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Take thanks. care. Thanks, Matthew. You know what I didn't know until just now? What? Reindeer and caribou are the same thing. <laughs> you're kind of, you're kind of, yes, caribou and reindeer are the exact same thing. I thought you're caribou right. was just like, you know, some, you know. A coffee company? One of those similar deerish species that we had up here. We shall be back. Part two, Tom Bernard Show.